back to in my fields i am jre and i'm emily yes we are super excited to have this combo with cha-cha it was a good one mm-hmm. pretty long one longer than expected i feel yes uh but before before we get into this uh let's announce the winner of the black pink and bts light sticks Yes. Now, we had the entries enter by commenting on the pen tweet on our In My Feels podcast Twitter account, which is at In My Feels pod on Twitter. Um, and I'm going to announce the winner right now. It is Dodo M030 or Dodo.Molt on Twitter. Um she had a really cute little fun response. She said, Sienna Lalau, 19, choreos for Stray Kids, Blackpink, and BTS, danced on tour with JLo, performed at the Rose Bowl. Like, what? I'm looking forward to, to her future work. Like, my God, <laughs> the work she put in for inspiration shows dedication. I hope she dances with the Queen Bee soon, too. That'd be dope. Um, that would be dope. Did you watch uh, her Disney Plus thing? No, I didn't get to yet, but I've been hearing I about either. it. Yeah, it looks amazing. Like the cinematography is unreal. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. If anybody wants to hit me with their Disney Plus login, anyway, um, <laughs> how can Dodo dot Molt retrieve her light sticks? Well, she could retrieve it by emailing us at inmyfieldspodcast at gmail dot com. That is in my fields podcast at gmail.com with your full name and address <laughs> and basically you will get those light sticks um we have another giveaway though uh for 18ies yes uh, we do to explain emily yes so we are giving away two 80s light sticks or two lightenies as they call the light sticks so basically we're giving away two 80s light sticks two people will win this giveaway so to enter just comment on the pinned twitter post for this episode and tell us what cha-cha manifested into his life in the last few months so you'll need to listen to this interview in order to hear what he manifested and we'll be choosing the winner next week dre how did you feel about at's inception well i voted for inception you know when they did that thanks and inception one just because I knew. Oh, oh, you got to vote? Yeah, there was a voting thing. They usually do that most times. Like wave and inception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wave, wave and, and um, illusion. Illusion. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, I, I heard both. I liked Thanks. I thought it was cool. Um, uh-huh. it, I already heard her whole album, by the way, too. Really good. Pretty solid. I really liked it. Mm. Um, inception. I knew it was gonna be dramatic. Uh, just mm. by the way, I heard I was like, oh, this will be a dope music video because the way. How it just builds up and everything. So I was, I was all for it. I mean, it's pretty. It's I was into, I was into it. So I was, I was expecting dr- dramatic music video, and I got that. So you know, I'm pleased. I liked it too. I, uh, my favorite part was that dance break and like the first chorus. Mm, I was not the expecting water, that. Yeah. And the water, yeah. And then right after that, your song got a nice bit of lines. Your you know, song got some lines. I was really happy. Yeah. 
I'm glad that happened. He got the spotlight a little bit. But, um, oh, before we head into the interview, I uh, just want to spotlight. It is less than a month until your birthday, Dre. Jeez. Less than a month till you are 3-0. Three, zero. Three, zero. People don't believe it sometimes. Yeah. Any Anything you want to do before you hit that 3-0 this last month? Any fun plans? I don't think I have any fun plans. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I never really was one to celebrate my birthday. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think I did all my partying when I was like... Till 16. Then for after that, I, I would go out. Actually, no, I have gone out for my birthday before. But the more you get older, it's like, oh, I'm okay. Especially with COVID. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it. Not just like just chilling out. So it's pretty un-epic of me. Not like the one I go out and party. I can't do that nowadays. But uh, I'm just going to be 30. And uh, you'd soon to accept that you're 30 at 28. So <laughs> <laughs> around 27, you're like, oh. We're almost at the 30, and then we're here. So you get scared at 27, 28, you're like, oh, my God, I got to do everything. And then 30, you're like, ah, I'm still pretty young. 30 is the rejuvenation <laughs> age, I feel. You know, I feel like people, like, rejuvenate nah, themselves. It, it is. Uh, I feel like people put too much pressure on themselves to become successful before 30. And I think that's almost impossible sometimes. But it's still, if you hit 30, you're still you're still young enough to do what you got to do, I feel. Oh, heck, yeah. Heck um, yes. There's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, what do you call it? Um, examples in the entertainment industry that has done that. I have a lot of friends that are turning thirty this year. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I have, yeah, there are like three or four people. Um, but either way, well, thank you so much for listening to In My Feels. Uh, we're gonna get into the next. Well, the next thing you're gonna his- listen to is uh, Cha Cha Malone's voice, his beautiful voice. Can you do a Cha Cha <laughs> beat thing? Can you do his intro before we get into it? I need a cha-cha beat, boy. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome back to In My Feels. My name is J-R-E. Hello, I'm Emily. And we got a special guest. What's your name? What's up? This is Cha-Cha Malone coming from the car. Hey, what car is this? What are you flexing us with? It, it's nothing. Just a little German ingenuity. Okay. <laughs> German ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, nah, I just got a, a a new car recently, just a, a BMW. But hey, um, it's it's no Rolls Royce, you know what I'm saying? True, I'm true. Gotta... I'll I'll let you borrow like three of mine. Don't worry. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm playing. No, I'm not. No, I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I wish. I wish. You know what's so funny? When I first met you, Dre, people mm. were like, "Dre is so rich. He has like a Tesla, oh. and he's getting like." <laughs> Yo, I want a Tesla though, low key. But nah, nah. It's it. You know, everybody's struggling a little bit, low key. But in, I mean, for me in this COVID stuff, I'm doing okay. No, that's good. That's good to hear. Nah, man. Yo, thanks for coming through. I mean, this has been a, I think everybody's been waiting for this one, low key. Um, so actually, when I was, I was, you know, researching you, um, aside from your music, oh. and I saw a couple of your interviews where you said that before being, or realizing that you wanted to be a producer, you actually wanted to be an animator on uh different movies you said you mentioned dreamworks and pixar i actually have to ask which do you prefer dreamworks i just grew up watching a lot more disney and pixar movies let's just say yeah. that okay got it but i got respect for both of them and mm. i go to either i wouldn't be a traitor like I, I just it's for the love of art and hell yeah animation or whatever i just love art so crazy because i started out as an animator myself Swear. Really? Yeah. I was supposed to go onto the Pixar, like I was close to becoming part of like the Pixar um like like college, like as an intern. But just what? I don't know I don't know what happened. I, I think I slacked off a little bit too big. <laughs> too <much. laughs> 
I realized that I don't love animation enough to make it a career. I feel I was super interested in like why watching like Pixar and stuff like that. And I had opportunity to work with it, but I went a different path, which worked out either way. But yeah, it I, out. when you said that, I was like, oh, I started my college. Like that was my first like course. Oh, wow. Playing. That's crazy. Well, did you do you still animate? And like, did you use a lot of programs like before you started produ producing? I've been producing since like 2000. So I, mm -hmm. I had been doing it already in high school, but I, I never really I thought it was always a far fetched kind of career and a dream. Mm -hmm. It was just a dream. And yeah. that's not to say that's unattainable. I just, you know, your parents often want you to, you know, get your education or make sure you're set. You know, I wouldn't, my mom was always supportive. So I wouldn't say she just wanted to go and be a doctor. She didn't do any of that, but she just made, she wanted to make sure I got an education and degree sure. just to fall back on, if anything. And, mm -hmm. um, but she was totally fine with me going to art school. And so, after like 2009, I never really touched any of the, the 3D, 3D stuff. Um, that's when I graduated um, college. Damn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you put it out like that, but all right. Once Jay came back home to Seattle and, he, you know, yeah. he started presenting the opportunity to work with him. I was just like, man, let me just put, give my all into this. I'll focus for on now. that. I've always been an artist since I was a kid and like, I like to think I still got it, you know what I mean? But nah, for real. It's just like as a career, you know, I found myself just making more beats and stuff and uh, mm. procrastinating in college. I was like, yeah, maybe this is not <laughs> what like I want to do. I, I looked this up. I don't know if this is actually true, but did you teach yourself how to play piano at the age of seven? <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know who wrote that. I literally oh, wow. looked up. I was like, let me look up some random fact. I was like, dang, did he? No, that's is that false? I didn't learn how to like classically play play or anything, but I started but, playing around that age. Yeah, ah, uh, okay. Around that age, I was already like layering sounds on the okay. two the, the two track or whatever. Yeah. The, oh, the karaoke tape cassette. I figured oh, wow. out how to put the microphone to the speaker of the the piano and then layer it onto the tape over and over again. All right. <laughs> I still can't play piano though. No, so you can't really play piano, but you definitely were. Would, could you tell that you were super into music or knew that you could, like, knew you were into music at that age already? Oh, yeah. Like, ever since, like, I always say these in interviews, um, you know, a lot of people that are into music or are in the music industry, it started with their parents a lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of times. For sure. And my mom is a singer, and she was a singer, and she uh, she's very good, you know? and. I you know, she had me at like 25. So, you know, when you, when you have mm. children, sometimes you, the dreams got to mm. go on the back burner yeah, or sure. you got to set them aside. So I think she could have taken it somewhere. You know what I mean? She had that, that great of a voice. Damn. And so every Saturday or whatever, I wake up to loud ass music, like <laughs> she's cleaning the house or hey, whatever. So and it would just always be like old Motown, just, soulful music tony braxton babyface mm. like name drop Let's all go. the 90s classics yeah. in the r&b world and so it's like having listened to all that i just realized it's like just now as we talked about it uh a lot of the stuff like the you know some people are like yo you're gifted or you're talented i think it's just when you listen to that stuff so much you you get the technique by just listening mm -hmm. you know you hear these cer 
certain little bridge chord changes and all that stuff. Exactly. And the more you're around it, it you, you just pick it up. You know what I mean? And I, and I thank my mom for just playing that kind of, that kind of music back then. No, for sure. Definitely an influence. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to mom. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Since, you know, your mom, your mom is Filipina, of course. How in touch are you with your Filipino side? And can you speak Tagalog? Man, <laughs> you, you'd be surprised that actually my mom, she's half. She's half Filipino. Ah. And for a long time, because my grandma was an orphan. Um, mm. And so she didn't really know her, her real parents. I don't know the, too much of the history behind it because there's a lot of information that has sure. changed over time as, as my aunties and uncles dug up the genealogy behind mm-hmm. her side. She's yeah. actually basically French Canadian and like Native American, Alaskan Native. Oh, wow. The Filipino, I guess we kind of grew up into this kind culture. of Filipino culture, just a tad bit. I'd like to identify with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But None of us could speak Tagalog. My parents, my, my aunties, my uncles, they, they could not speak Tagalog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. My grandfather on my mom's side is full Filipino, but he grew up uh, in Kauai. So oh. he's like more island boy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's what's up. It's crazy. And then he went to the Navy and then wound up in Seattle. And that's where he met my grandma. So that's oh, how that happened. Sure. You know, the 23andMe and the uh, yeah. Ancestry, we actually connected with uh, family in the Philippines oh. through through those on Facebook. Okay, okay. So we hey. do have, it, it's it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Filipino in us. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, because that's what it's like put out there, like, you know, you're half Filipino is half, and, and mm-hmm. half African-American. So I was yeah. like, okay. Because I never met another, like, half Filipino. Well, I have. I'm I'm weird. Like my my mix is weird too. I'm You're like, like Fili- Jamaican Filipino. Yo, yeah, for Jamaican Filipino. My dad is basically what? like half white, half black. He's a mix of his own. And oh then, wow! And I look Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> I fit very well in Miami. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> y'all know the dancer, and I'm sure y- yeah, y'all know. Um, she was in uh, Hyodin's, uh Dali. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaliyah. She Isn't Aaliyah she... Janelle. She's, She's Filipino, uh, half yeah. black, half Filipino as yeah, that's well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, shout out, shout out to mixed kids. Yes. Are you mixed, Emily? N- so I guess I look mixed, but or confusing. Um, <laughs> but I'm black. Um, actually, my technically my dad's side of the family they are from New Orleans, so they're like Creole, like for. Black oh. And my mom is she's actually mixed, like white and black, but her she was adopted and. So my grandparents, they're black. So like, it's, it's really like a hodge. I did the ancestry or ancestor 23 and me thing. And mm. my whole life, it was like, I was like, oh, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. And some people were like, no, you're white. And I was like, I'm black. And then one day I did the ancestor thing and it was like 40% African and the rest was like other stuff. And I was like, this is a lie. Like, That's <laughs> crazy. I'm black. <laughs> Literally, Emily looks like my Jamaica side of my family. <laughs> I always say that oh, to her. Really? Yeah. That's how, like, yeah. if you see my Jamaica side, like, it's like, like her. You know, you mentioned Seattle for a second. Um, I, a lot of people talk about the Seattle music scene, but can you, like, debrief us on what that is like and how it might compare to, like, the Bay Area or, or Atlanta or Miami in that way? I would honestly say that, like, thanks to Jay, like, because he's very good at reaching out at, to the town. And so I, I honestly didn't know about too many people before then. All this time, I was 
I guess even just growing up socially and like I don't have problems in social settings and stuff, but I was always to myself mm. when it became to working on music or art. I wasn't really around big crowds of people that did the same thing. So I was kind of a shy guy in the in the Seattle yeah. scene, I would say. You know mm. what I mean? So I've only discovered artists in the in the recent years and everyone I, I met has been real cool and the sound is has a it's a west coast thing. I, w- I wouldn't say it's comparative to Valley. the bay but you can you can just hear that west coast because i'm from the west coast i can hear the west coast influence sure. i don't know how to describe it it's far different than what like east coast rap would be or you know what i mean yeah, just yeah. the beat choice the mm. flow the, the, you know, the cadence and i got respect for everybody in seattle and everyone's trying to do their thing i'm trying to explore more of our because R&B is my roots. I don't mm. know too many R&B artists here, but I know a few, and one of them I worked with on a song, and I'm working, dropping another song soon. Yeah. His name is Chase Henney, and he's got a dope-ass voice. Like, Ooh, he kind of sounds like up. The Weeknd in a way. Okay. A mixture, got a lot of potential, and he's like super respectful, and just is all, all good vibes, and he just wants to work. He reached out to me, but it's rare that I'm like, oh yeah, cool, let's work, because I'm always busy with Korea and everything else. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I admit I don't take enough time to continue to reach out to more Seattle artists. Mm. But this guy was the first one. I was like, yeah, come through like right away. And then we knocked out a song like the first time he came through. So there's some dope people. I want, I'm trying to like link up with some more singers too. You know what I'm saying? Not for sure. Because mm. I think Seattle's up. got a lot of hidden gems. You, you, you guys have probably heard of, uh, uh, Lil Mosey, like he's uh, yeah. popping now. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's Blueberry Fago. What is it? Yeah. Oh, I see it on TikTok or something. All the kids. Yes. Are there. All there the kids. Yo, I'm sounding old, bro. <laughs> 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 Your favorite like genre, I guess, is R&B because you grew up with it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I, I do have a, I do have a little guilty pleasure of like pop music. Yeah, of course. Sounds I, I super polished. In the studio. They say that drinking is the culture. I, how can you stay focused? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say all stories. Just say. <laughs> I would say I try not to drink when I'm really trying to get something done and, and, and have a deadline. That is a lot of the time. I'm not drinking to get, like, fucked up. No, of course. I'm not, Tipsy, at least. You know, Unless. I might slip over to that side by accident. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like to drink, but... As far as when it comes down to focus, and it, like Jay won't even drink like when we're working, yeah. and we get a lot done that way. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's just a vibe, like if people are coming through and we're just fucking around and just making something from scratch, mm-hmm. yeah, let's get some soju going. You know, this is like get in terms of buzz. Korea, because yeah, get a creative buzz and just laugh and just organically put it's it together. Vibe, yeah. But if we're trying to get something done by a certain uh, time. I can't mm. have any kind of substances because right. I just sure. like fall asleep. Is the Korean studio session similar to the American ones where you it starts at like 12 a.m. and ends at like 8 a.m. sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would say. I'd say like it, it varies, but I think I've been to more like evening time mm. because most people, most creatives like to, you know, start it in the evening and yeah. then uh, – if you're really trying to get something done, you'll, you'll get out of there by 8 a.m. Yeah, so you guys are right. Korea is like that. I think Korea sleeps even less than mm. America. 
Yeah, Korea never sleeps. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. You can go to work. You can go to work at like 8 p.m., work on mm -hmm. something, and then go to the club real quick, and then go back. Yep. Go to the club real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got that quick experience, bro. <laughs> Me and Kenny, I'm like, oh, shit, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> right. just, yeah, exactly. So we did sort of internally get some like fan questions, and we do have one from her name's Lynn slash Rhea. She has like different names on Discord, okay. but she wanted to ask, "How did you come up with I need a cha cha beat boy?" Oh, um, it was 2015, like September. I was getting ready to go back to Seattle. I had been in Korea all summer. I was getting ready to go back to Seattle for my my stepbrother's wedding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't miss that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know why the universe presented the opportunity to kind of like overlap with my my brother's wedding. But Jay was like, you want to be on Unpretty Rap Star with me? Mm -hmm. Which is like, you know, the females show me the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appeared on an episode and, you know, I was like, man, I cannot. I got to do this. You know what I mean? It was kind of one of the first bigger opportunities to be on TV. For a while, I was like, oh, I don't think I have what it takes to be on TV. Or maybe I just I don't have that look or whatever it was. But he's like, yeah, you want to judge this? And I was like, oh, of snap. course. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sorry, bro, man. I'm going to miss your wedding. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did he understand? Yeah, he did. He was always very supportive. Well, that's nice. It's those those opportunities though you know what i mean like you have sometimes you come to certain yeah. decisions and some people aren't gonna be happy or they're gonna be mm -hmm. disappointed but like at the end of the day what's gonna help you move forward before i digress too deep into this i needed a tag before i, I got on the show you know what i mean so it could <laughs> stick did they ask you for a tag or you were just like i gotta come up with one no i just i just you know dark child is a is like an OG producer, like yeah. very leg legend in the game. And he's been doing that since the nineties. So okay. I always knew about that. Um, but you know, being around gray, um, he had this tag that was already yeah. like popping off. Gray, like, gray. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and I had, I had a tag well before I even went to Korea, but what it was just it? was bad quality. <laughs> I did not, it, it was just a whisper. It was like, cha cha. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> People are not going to really know what that is. Like, yeah. cha -cha. what does that mean? But Gray, I don't know something about Gray's. He has a, a visual presence in, yeah, yeah. in that industry too. So people can identify it with that. So I got in the studio. I asked my homegirl from Seattle who's, who was living out in uh, Korea at the time. Mm -hmm. I said, I need I need somebody that doesn't have a, an accent. I was in Korea. It was pretty urgent. And, I, and she was all, we would always hang out. That's, is her name Viv? Yeah. Yeah, I met her. <laughs> Oh, really? In Korea, oh, really? randomly. Yeah, she's like, how's the I need a cha-cha people, girl? I was oh, like, I was like where? <laughs> it was randomly at some random party, and she comes up to me. I'm like, what? Me and Kenny, actually. Did, she, yeah. did she do it? Yeah, of course. Not for the camera and everything. <laughs> she was hyped. I was like, all right, let's go. Oh, that's okay. dope. So I was, I was in the studio with Jay, and I was just like, man, I need a tag, bro. Come on. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was coming up with ideas, and I think I, think I was the, I ran it by him. And I was like, oh. I need a chop chop beat, boy. There was a, a couple different ones. I don't remember the others, but he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds cool. So we roll with that. And then I had Gray kind of engineer the effects behind mm. it because I was bad at mixing at the time. So oh, he, okay. he made it sound very like, I need a chop chop, like very telephony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it cuts through any song. If you don't mix it right, if you don't put yeah. the right effects, 
it'll get buried underneath the instruments or whatever sure. but that one just cuts through every song and i can stretch it so it's on beat with every song he just knew what he was doing i, I think great for that and yeah that's how it that's how it happened this is kenny's question how do you stay focused when there's so many distractions <laughs> around you he's, he's definitely laughing right now but has kenny been to korea has Oh, he been to Korea with me. He been to everywhere. Yeah, we 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 oh, had the full experience. Yeah, there's a lot of distractions out there, man. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we don't have... No, no. Um, there was a, a time where I had I did have trouble focusing because I like to go out. And, oh, for sure. And I like to socialize, and Korea is just fun. It didn't no, have to fun. do with anything other than let's go out and drink soju. Let's. I was I wanted to party, you know, and I'm guilty of it. Whatever, I got it out of my system. Are you more introverted or extroverted? I'm introverted, uh, depending on who I'm around. Okay. But if, mm. if people are very inviting and stuff, I'm like hella, hella fun to be around and Same. funny. And it really depends. Yeah, it depends. Uh, I would say am- ambervert. Yeah. I don't mind holding a conversation though if people are interested in talking. You know, some people. Yeah. You, you ask them question and they just answer it, but they won't ask something back. Yeah. Yeah. They just cut it off. It was a weird vibe kind of shit. But Korea is. Uh, it's a it's a lifestyle it goes back to jay he's always set an example for everyone that he's put on nobody can outwork him not even Yo. people in freaking uh the u.s music industry i don't think maybe yeah. chris brown is up there maybe tory lanes is up there but very yeah. few can give that, the same amount of output that you know hustle, what i mean though i respect it though we we've had our fun and everything but like he knows when he has to do something he sticks to it and for sure He'll want to be in the studio all the time, and now I know why. Like, he's he's really paved the way for a lot of people. For sure. And that wouldn't happen if you just always want to go to Hongdae. You just want to go to Itaewon Bro. or Come wherever on. you're at in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, I only been to Korea for three months. I experienced everything. I was like, all right. I realized I wouldn't. I can't live here. I was like, my alcohol intake was doing well, though. I was like, yeah, I could survive. Yeah. <laughs> Your tolerance nah. was high. Tolerance was high. It's not anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, get yeah for sure. You can just got to stay focused when it comes to, of course. I can do that as far as, you know, work ethic and stuff. I give my all, but I need to be more like on a schedule sometimes. I can, I yeah. kind of do it when I'm feeling it. But mm. when I do it, I put my all. I, I can't be distracted once I'm yeah. into it. I won't sleep. I won't sleep. Uh, that's, oh. that's a creative mind right there already. But <laughs> yeah, like all creatives. Um, you know, and you mentioned how Jay, like compared to like some of the people who are working in the music industry here in the U.S., like one of the interviews you were doing was talking about how the differences, I guess the differences between making music in Korea and in the U.S. And you said that it was like the Korea makes full songs, whereas here in the U.S. it's on a loop in a way. What what did you mean by that? I'm super grateful to like start in Korea first, mm-hmm. I would say. I still haven't like done too much in the US, but like even though there's a lot of stigma of things being manufactured, manufactured and packaged yeah. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. Korea really the songs are there's so much going on sometimes, you know, and that's that might not always be the best thing for the song, but yeah. the amount of effort that are, is put into production in Korea is like you can't top that. Mm. You really like you listen to stuff in um, SM and YG and all that. There's a lot going on and it just takes a super creative team yeah. uh, mm. to really piece that together. And then for the companies to 
A&R that and to mm-hmm. package an EP that people love. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I know there's a lot of business in, in the U.S. and everywhere else, but a lot of the producers in the States, they just, they just send the beats. They don't even meet the artists ever. And, and that's, that's, that's no hate. You know, we're all hustling. We're all trying to, um, but it's very rare that you get the opportunity. Oh, I want to get in the studio with Beyonce. Mm. It's very rare nowadays because it's it's such a saturated industry. One producer in the States will send a loop that they made in five minutes, 10 minutes, and they'll send it to somebody else. They'll do the drums and there they, there it goes. They send it to the label or whoever that they have ties with the publisher mm-hmm. and somehow, oh shit, I got a call. Like Chris Brown's using this song. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it happens like that more so than in Korea. Well, I didn't know that. With like the whole music industry kind of basically changing or it's always constantly changing. Is it better to be an independent artist or with a label or a mix of both? I would honestly say if you don't have the skill sets for recording yourself, mixing, mastering, mm-hmm. uh, producing your own tracks, then you might benefit from a label. You know what I mean? Like at the expense of your advance or whatever it is, you're, you're, you're paying for everything that goes into your album. And if it doesn't do well, then you're kind of like trapped. They're going to shelf you and you can't do anything. You're legally mm-hmm. bound. You can't do anything else within that time frame unless they agree to drop you or whatever it is. A lot of it happens that way. Do you know Russ? You know yeah, Russ. I was I was literally thinking about Russ. I was actually telling Kenny about Russ. Yeah. Is he independent or is he a... He does or, everything. I don't know if he's independent anymore, but I, I think he is. They have distributors mm-hmm. that put out your music. That's how people that aren't famous, that's how they get their stuff on Spotify, yeah. iTunes, everything. And you get your check. If you have a fan base and you're independent like Russ, uh, you don't need a label. You already have all that manpower. Uh, you might have a, a management team that you hired mm-hmm. on your own and everything. Mm-hmm. You're cutting a lot of the resources out. So you don't have to pay for other producers and mixing engineers, mastering exactly. engineers. If you're doing it all yourself. That's why he's caking. Like he's mm-hmm. banking. He's keeping everything pretty much. If you're signed to a big label, best believe they're taking a huge cut Good of your, shot. your, and then on top of that, with the stuff you take home, you got to pay back that advance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people spend that on the whips and look all fancy. Oh, I just got signed, but <laughs> that gets taxed in half, yep. blah, 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 bro. <laughs> wow. You got to be careful. I mean, being independent, I think in this day and age is probably the best thing. Have you spent like something extravagant that you're like, damn, why? No, no? Um, <laughs> not, I mean, <laughs> like if you got, you know, like if you got a paycheck and you're like, I'm going to just buy this for myself. I, I wouldn't say I'm in a place where I, I can just, I still consider myself a regular ass person. You know what I mean? Hey, like, hey, hey. We all got bills and stuff and I don't want to be Hell stupid yeah. with it. Like a lot of, mm. you know, so you smart with people your blow money. their money. Not really, but okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, buy, I, buy, I buy a lot of like littler things, but uh, okay. no, I just bought this car cash. Hey, hey, that's what's up. Not that much people can do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I just got a, like a, like a royalty check in and I was like, Oh dang, I can actually, I was, I'm really big on this universal manifestation stuff nowadays. Sure. We've been talking about that. Yeah. It's such a real thing. And mm. I was just like, this COVID, I, even though it was COVID, I was like, something's telling me like, I need to get something new for myself. And, and <laughs> something that I, and I was, 
but I, at the time I was like, I wasn't really in a smart position to be able to do it. But mm. then this royalty ch check came and was like, here, just do it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I've never been able to really do that in one fell swoop because I had all these other expenses and mm. paying off student loans and crap and For sure. a lot of different things. But, um, so you d you definitely graduated from college. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, some people I got just... a bachelor's. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, college is not for everyone, but it's important. <laughs> I mean, when you stick through it though, you feel like accomplished. And... Oh, for sure. Well, for me, my, my professor just told me to drop out because he said he saw my YouTube. I went to film and film. You don't really need a degree if you just know people. And he's like, Hey, just, just go out there, start filming. Wow. He's like, you can always finish this degree and you don't really need a degree. He's basically telling me to drop. I'm like, are you just telling me to drop out? <laughs> right. <laughs> but he said that I had more doors open than most of these students. Take That's them. a fact. Yeah. I had the connection. He's like, take it. Like if you're in college, finish it. Don't be like me. <laughs> Everyone has a different path. And I think exactly. you're, you're, you are a prime example of, of being in a good position to mm -hmm. really not need it. Yeah. It depends on how much you, how hard you work on, on yeah, your exactly. own. Mm -hmm. I think the big takeaway from college for me is not necessarily all the software and skills that I learned. I guess the skill that I did learn is the discipline to exactly. finish stuff and and to you're you're accountable for everything you do. You're paying for it. You're not you're not going to a public school and exactly. slacking off. If you mm -hmm. fail, you're taking that class again for forty five hundred bucks. Oof, you know what I mean? True. <laughs> I just want to say good for Dre or whatever. Hey and, man, you know, good for you. <laughs> cash on a BMW. Well, me, yeah, right? I just bring up like my girl. I was like, hey, you get anything on a dollar menu. <laughs> 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 I flexed up that. Thanks, baby. Thanks, baby. You were really known for working with Jay Park for many songs, but are there any other artists that you really enjoyed working with on songs that you wish more people would check out? You have name dropped one artist from Seattle, of course, but is there other people? And that's from K Marie slash Kayla. Hello, 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 Kayla. I would say like in Korea, do you know Woods? Oh, mm. yo, I've been, I, yeah. Yo. Did, uh, different. Yeah, we did that two was... songs together. Different and pool. I love those. <laughs> and I think he, he started popping off or something like like recently. I haven't yeah. really been in touch with him. Yeah. But did he go on some show or something? He like he's He went on like that Produce 101 show if you ever mm -hmm. heard that. Oh uh, shit. And then it didn't work out, but then now he has his own album. It's been pretty good. I was like mm -hmm. I, I messed with it. It might not I don't know yeah. if it's like popping popping, but I was like this is kind of my style I like like R&B yeah. kind of like feel. I was like all right. I would say him like he did justice to those beats. Like those beats are very simple and like really calming but mm -hmm. his voice really like um yeah. fit the vibe you know and yeah, shout to woods yeah who would i want to work with out there like i've always been a fan of like the yg camp for sure i mean oh, I just, oh, the black label now right yeah like, black label they're yg black label yeah i don't know what's happening yeah them, and i worked with uh i worked with dara and um nice minji like a couple years ago but we never the song never got put mm -hmm. out back then they were killing it I have respect for 21. I have respect yeah. for a lot of those YG artists used to be like, oh, I want to work with them, you know? No, for sure. Is there any other uh, artist that dead or alive that you would like to collaborate with? Like not even in K-pop or? Pharrell Williams. Oh, Pharrell Williams. I want, yeah. I want him to teach me his ways. <laughs> no, no, no. Real talk. Yeah, for sure. He was the reason why I started making music. Him and, and Chad Hugo. Nerds. 
Yeah, Neptune. Their music was so crazy. So it was so different too. So different. They're my inspirations as far as an artist. I mean, Pharrell's an artist too, but like he has a producer background too. But as mm-hmm. artist, artist, I would say you know Chris Brown just because he's so versatile. He's like, versatile, yeah. I I respect his work ethic and his music. It's just the sound I like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not even because he's popping. I don't even care if he if he fell off or anything like that. Like I would still work with him. He just has that sound that I, mm-hmm. I love. And me and Jay like really like are inspired by a lot of his his, oh, his for music sure. or yeah. or the the weekend the mm-hmm. weekend because I I love eighties vibes. I love Hell yeah. I've been doing a lot of those kind of tracks lately. He's got this Michael Jackson in him. I Did mean, you that's like- as close as you'll get to no true. Oh, know, yeah, that's what everybody says. Did you like uh, that Bruno Mars album? I mean, it's 2016, but... Oh, yeah. The one that had, like, yeah. each track had a different era Hell yeah. to it. It felt like it was made oh, for yeah. me. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah. I try to study his production, but I'm just like, dang. Is... That, that'll that be, like, a real challenge, you know, to because he's constantly changing his sound. And mm. I, I think I'd need, I'd, I'd need a team to learn and grow, like, as we go while making something for Bruno because he's... Yeah, yeah, I can't just make him a beat and, and he's done with it. You know what I mean? Nah, like got to be special. More to it. <laughs> mm. um, this is also from Lynn slash Rhea. She wanted to know, how did you become a part of the creation of Luna's Kim Lip song, Twilight? Oh, that one was, uh, I was the least involved oh, okay. with that song. There mm-hmm. are a lot of songs, you know, like I said, in the U.S., you, you, you send beats to your publisher, whatever, and they help kind of navigate it. Mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. different labels i at the time i was signed to a a, a publisher kim Tesong, mm-hmm. and he shout out to him he also he's the one that gave me a lot of the k-pop opportunities because you know jay and gray yeah, and yeah. all those they're not really k-pop per mm-hmm. se i did have the other lane where i've worked with red velvet mm-hmm. um Baekhyun. yeah Baekhyun. yeah um, mm-hmm. so all that was through kim Tesong, and he's He's a top liner, aka like a songwriter. He kind of does all the melody and puts the song mm-hmm. together with other songwriters. He does a lot of the the, the, the camps. They have song camps oh, at yeah. SM. Mm-hmm. And even at the other labels, they'll have different publishing companies come in and make these songs. The, the publishing companies are the ones that collect your royalties and get you opportunities For as sure. a producer mm-hmm. or songwriter. So the big labels were like, okay, Universal Korea uh, or Sony Korea, like we want you to come in on the 16th of July for a week mm. and crank out a bunch of uh, songs, you know, and mm. have one big show and tell Basically. at the end, right. end of the week, which is super fun because you get to hear every everybody's work. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, you're constantly working like all day for five days and oh. trying to get as much done as possible. And with that, the publisher will let me know it could take a couple of years it could take three years four years mm. five years and that your publisher is going to be like hey uh can you send me the the files to the beat uh the sm wants to finish this song for beckyon all of those times i just send the beat to okay my, uh publisher but he'll he'll musically finish the song like he'll record the song with the artist and everything if i was in korea more often i would be probably more hands-on with that more hands-on. Mm. you didn't have that much in luna kim's song i guess no no because no. i was surprised when i saw that i was like oh he did like i i, I didn't even 
know that beat was going to be like anything. Uh, it was okay, kind okay. of a, one of those beats. That, sometimes I make beats just for practice to try to yeah. do a, a certain kind of style. And that ended, ended up getting picked up. Hey. A lot of people talk about that song. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Orbits or Luna fans are very, very um, loud. For sure. Social media. <laughs> That's what's up. They love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have another fan question. They actually sent in voice audio, and so I'm going to play it. Yo, what up in my fields? My name is Derek. First off, shout out to Emily and Dre. You guys are killing it. Love the podcast. Keep it up. But my question for Cha-Cha is, besides Jay, who is your favorite artist to work with and or what is your favorite beat that you ever made? Love your work, man. Much love. Peace. Oh man! <laughs> Favorite beat because I, I I haven't worked with too many artists outside the AOMG or Higher Camp. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would say Hoodie. Hoodie is like okay. my favorite to work with because she's super self sufficient. She sounds good. She she writes her own shit. Hey, there she's we just go. Very like she's an artist. You know what I mean. Mm. And everything we've that. done, I I'll play it. You know, like. Her style aligns with mine, just like okay. Jay's style aligns with mine. Mm. If 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 it were, he and he said besides Jay, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say Hoodie. Yeah, Hoodie mm. is. I love all the songs we've done, and like I'm surprised we haven't put out more together. But and I'd say like one of my favorite songs, man, that's so hard. But just feeling wise, like a solo is like always like a very like that felt good to me, you know? Solo. And mm. Solo. Hey. But the most, I think the, the the best, the one that did the best or did, you know, had the most reception was all I want to do. Yeah, and that did have. That that's one of my favorite now. But um, as far as just like how it makes me feel and everything, and like uh, solo and Hangang, uh, that's hoodie song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those kind of songs like feel good, like. When it's a feel-good song, I, yeah. I'm just in, in love with that sound, you know? Mm. Hey, no, it's definitely, those, especially those songs. It, instantly when you play, it's a feel-good type of song. Mm. Uh, thank you, thank you. I didn't know you worked on uh, Abandoned. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you work on that? Yeah, I produced that one. Hey, yo. The early days, the early bro, days. If I ever had a chance to talk to Jay, that's all I'm going to bring up. I'm like, bro, Abandoned? <laughs> <laughs> wait can can we describe this the song to me i didn't I have, I have no idea it was it was my idea of like what k-pop sounded like at the time shit that hooked me in then very dark i could imagine like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure enough he did it sure enough he did like a you know chore- choreography to it and yeah no that that actually did really well like it it sold like seven hundred thousand yeah. or something at the time no it was just crazy high. But when we hear back on it now, like, it would definitely be better if we remade it now, you know? <laughs> hey, remix. No, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, Yo, come through. <laughs> just say also all the, you know, like, R&B, sex music. I appreciate it. <laughs> Baby making music. I was like, hey, okay. And that's my style. <laughs> Look, if I was a singer, that's all I'll probably be making is R&B, baby making music. <laughs> I always love like that neo like breakup like sad song kind of like so sick of love songs kind of type of shit. I think I feel like do that. Yeah. When you're yeah, making course. those, are you like getting? Are you not imagining, but are you thinking about? <laughs> like, are you thinking on? Like, hey man, what Some distractions, bro? You know. 
<laughs> are you thinking about those that you you know just just like this is what I want this person to feel when they're listening to it? Oh man, yeah, I would say like when I'm making those type of beats, sometimes Jay would write to them as I'm making it, but oftentimes mm -hmm. I'll make it here in Seattle, and then I'll have a bunch of shit ready, and I'll go to Korea for a couple months and just record him, get mm -hmm. all the harmonies, get it all done, you know. But as far as the initial like uh, feeling of the beat, mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, I get into it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, you ever see people play the piano and they're just like, oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when you get the right chords to work together, like a group of notes, you yeah. get the right chords together, and the progression is just like, oh, like yeah. you can just feel that. Like, yeah, for sure. And like this goes back to me not necessarily knowing knowing how to play piano on the fly. When I'm just like kind of searching for the chord, mm -hmm. I know what it what the good chord sounds like. I just ah, have okay. to find it, you know, and then I'll piece it together. But once I get it, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna do some damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. Is your first album you worked on was New Breed, right? Take a deeper look. Take a deeper look. That's easy. But out full album wise. Oh, full album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Full, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, those are a lot of blood, sweat, and tears back then. Like I had zero money sweating in the corner of a hotel room that had no ac hey was, real oh, talk hey we need to get it done i'm like oh fuck everyone else is just <laughs> talking all the crew and homies are just like hey let's go let's go eat somewhere or whatever I'm like fuck and i'm just like yeah. sweating mosquitoes yeah. biting me and shit and just, oh, yo Lord. mosquitoes <laughs> where you at though? no no it wasn't it wasn't like a bad situation it was just you know a lot of mosquitoes will get into those apartments oh, okay 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 for sure. it gets super muggy I'll never forget that day where I was just like hunched over on a little like round coffee table. And that's all the place I, I could work. Were you working that in Korea or Seattle? That was in uh, Korea. Oh, okay. Bad. And they, they needed the files like in an hour and it was Jeez. like four hours worth of work. Oh, Lord. That's hard work. It was worth it. It it's was worth it. Yeah. How's it feel to have like your songs in the charts? There haven't been too many like, oh, it's number one for... A week straight you know gray has had a lot of those you know mm -hmm. he's got that sound for korea but for like seeing all that, i want to do yeah that shit was mm -hmm. on there for like four months on the exactly. 100 seeing that like they're like ooh. was that like a high you just rode like for those four months or and i was i was in korea at the time exactly. i think and when you go to the club and stuff and you're there and and then the song the comes on and then everyone's like Hey, you know, like everybody's yeah, yeah. just like vibing just to the vibing. song, the whole yeah. club. That's yeah, me. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's like every producer's dream is to like hear it be performed live and mm -hmm. bump on those big uh, concert speakers or in the club and for sure and people dancing to it. So I wouldn't say me checking the charts all the time was the most like satisfying thing. I think people getting touched by it, people uh, reacting to the music. That's my dream. Hell it's yeah. not the money. It's like, yo, you changed my life. I think that's my purpose on this earth is to, however that manages to get through to other people, mm. that's my purpose. I, I was there at the beginning of this year and every time I went out, didn't matter it, the night, every single time I went out, that song was played like every they single They still play night. it? Oh, yes. Yeah, bro. Every oh single time. God. It was either that song would get people hype, uh, Bruno Mars song would get people hype. <laughs> What's hilarious in the clubs is just seeing them like play like XX Tension and they don't know what to do with it. 
<laughs> I just love saying it. And he's like, all my like all my other friends I was hanging out was like Korean Americans, and we were just like getting turned. But everybody's like, huh? I think that's a timeless classic right there, bro. Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you. It went double double platinum, right? Oh shit! Maybe, maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> Did it go double platinum? Oh man! When I first checked, and this was a couple of years ago, when Jay was like, "Oh yeah, we did an, over a million and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but then I can imagine maybe three years later it, it might reach true, a true, little true. bit more. Mm. That's cool. You kind of mentioned Hangang. Um, my brother is—he also produces, and that is his favorite like K-pop song. Um, and he actually was one. He was like, "I would love to know what VST you use. It's like a virtual instrument, essentially." Mm-hmm. That's the name. That's what what they call like the, all the instruments that are in all the beats. They have to come from a virtual in- instrument in order to be oh. on the computer. So that could be a little virtual piano, flute sounds that all okay. sound very realistic now. These virtual instruments, they come in the form of plugins. So different companies make piano plugin or a strings plugin. Different companies specialize in that. When you hear all these different sounds layered in a beat, those are just a bunch of different VSTs all in, all layered into one thing. Oh, so in general, the most powerful and the one that really garners the most inspiration is Omnisphere. It just, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sound quality is crazy on that. And then, um, but the most CPU friendly and like you can tweak it very easily would be Nexus. And a lot of like hip hop producers know what Nexus is. It's like, mm. they have a lot of good sounds, but Omnisphere is like super, like that's just like the holy grail of all plugins, okay. virtual instruments. Yeah. Take mm. note, y'all. How did Art of Movement transform into producing? Because obviously you do some b-boying, of course. It was actually, I, I started breaking before I made beats. Like, for sure. Before I found out, like, the FL Studio, it's, it used to be called Fruity Loops, Fruity the program. Loops. I, mm-hmm. I still use it to this day, but that was the, the, the software I was introduced to in, like, 2000, 2001, something like that. And It's been around that I was already, long? Yeah, like 90, wow. 1999, yeah. 2000. I started breaking in like 1999. And one of my old crewmates, I used to be, be a part of a crew called Fraggle Rock. This guy named B-Boy Fidget had Fruity Loops on his mom's computer oh. or his computer. And I was like, what? You can make beats on the computer? He's like, yeah. And he showed me like the oh, basics. Snap. And then from then on, like... They gave birth That's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AOM... I kind of knew those guys like around that same time, but we mm. weren't really a crew yet. I I would always kick it with my guy, Tony and Junior. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know Jay yet when I first started making beats. Uh. But a couple of years in uh, to me breaking, I joined AOM and mm. Jay was like a North End part of the crew. We weren't really kicking it back then. Okay. I didn't really know him too well. Mm. And, and then, you know, in 2004, 2005, his mom made him do this audition with my homies Tony and Junior mm-hmm. and like they picked him to go to Korea. Yeah. So that I didn't even story. know what that was for. I, I just kinda heard I loosely heard about that through um mm-hmm. Tony and Junior because they did the audition too. That took off for Jay and we weren't really in touch with him for a couple of years or I wasn't because mm-hmm. I wasn't that close. And he couldn't really be on t- too much social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
he would get on uh, uh, MySpace every now and then. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> hope you're doing good, whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know I made music until he came back from no 2 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like way later, like a decade after. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Dang, it's crazy. It's crazy because you know, I didn't have all the resources and like YouTube and all that to learn faster. So I learned a lot slower in that in that decade. You know what I mean? I could have mm-hmm. been way more ahead if I had all these resources that people have now. And it was just very limited. So I would say, you know, when I started working with Jay, I was able to learn much faster because it was the pace picked mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? And the technology started coming in and... That's when I, I, I felt like I truly started to level up. I'm very curious since you mentioned the manifestation thing. I those are like I'm very about that and I try to be about it, but sometimes it doesn't work. But um how you make sure to like you know, manifest or visualize, you know, whatever you want in your life. Uh well I I started this life coaching thing uh about nine weeks ago. It's a twelve week course mm. and I have a I have a life coach and she's mm basically breaking up each week into different chapters of how to attract or how to build your dream, mm-hmm. what you want. Start thinking in the way that you, you're doing it or you already have it. So if you want that house, you want the car, you want, you want the success, you want, oh, I want this song to come out soon. You just got to think like it's already, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even before I took the life coaching, I've gone through like a lot of like, trying times in the last couple of years Mm. more than I show on my face but for me to not be sunk into that depression or just the way you think is everything it really is you have to break out of that before you even get into it you know Mm. what I mean so if people are trying to tell you you can't do something they're not for you you know what I mean because what you want is all that matters so if someone's going to try to sway you they are not in alignment with your path. So you don't have to, you don't have yeah, to be bogged exactly. down by that. It took me like this year to even realize that stuff. I used to get so like irritated by reading YouTube comments and yeah. all that. Cha-Cha is not a professional producer. Why don't you work with somebody professional, Jay? Uh, I've never seen that Cha-Cha is super ugly. He's the only ugly guy in AOMG. Damn, what? the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds some bullshit. <laughs> yo, what? that's super like, whack never search for yourself <laughs> back then i was like very excited i was just like oh yeah. what are people saying about the song and stuff ah, yeah, and yeah. you know people are gonna talk people are gonna talk their words are not meant for what you want you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like if they're not gonna buy your record who the fuck cares you you've seen jay's adversity and he's always like prevailed right yeah. persevered he's a living proof mm-hmm. and i try to live more in gratitude and that's another universal thing. You live in gratitude. You pay it forward with uh, things you know in life. You give when you can. That energy all ties into the universe. And even people that don't believe in this, that's why things don't happen for them. You're going against the grain of what's going to give you everything you need. This is not a, a all hail to the universe. It's nothing like that. You just, <laughs> yeah. you just talk to the universe. I kid you not. This is like a few weeks into the um, the life coaching I was like, I think I want a car real quick. And then I started thinking about it like, all the time without even, I didn't force myself to think about it. I was just mm-hmm. like, man, I want, I want something nice for myself. <laughs> How am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? You start looking and you just, oh, I can see myself driving that. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Or you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. or you go to the dealership and you're just like, man, that, that's a nice red on that whip, you know? Yeah. When you're already thinking about that and you can't stop thinking about it, like somehow it managed to happen. Like hey. my coach had me write down a, a vision statement, which is mm. what, how do you see yourself in three years? So yeah. I was like, I want to be in a position. I didn't even say I want to be, I was like, I am in a position mm-hmm. to live over here in Malibu and blah, blah, blah. And all these little, I got some opportunities over here with, I can't, I can't even speak on it, but it's like <laughs> some, some next generation shit. Hey. Like music in next generation music industry stuff okay okay and and it was and it came out of nowhere and i was just like huh like from a friend who i always worked with really well seven years ago and she finally came back around i was like hey i'm working on this this video games yeah and she's like it's it's the next thing and she's like you've always had a good ear and like i'm okay the team I think all these things that are happening add to the big picture. No, no, we've been talking about manifesting like in each episode, I feel. It was only me and Em and then she, because I would manifest things. I'll put something out in the world and then it would happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why it would. I just said, I, because my mindset is like nothing's really impossible, really. There's always a chance. So I, I, that's my mindset. I was like, I could, I could probably do that easily. It's just, I have, I have to have patience. I have like, I have patience. That's why I was like, it's going to happen when it happens. There we go. I mean, look at you now, like, Shoot, you know, man. from back then when Taeyong Te- Te- was like, yeah, hey, I know, know you. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a milestone, right? That's definitely like, oh, a I'm doing something yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if Taeyong says, yo, you're famous on you, I'm like, what? <laughs> Bitch, you tell me. I'm... So I guess you know, I'm doing right. You're in ties with a lot of people now, like a lot of artists and stuff. Yeah, that they, just... they know who you are and they talking yeah, to you. You're exactly. hanging out with them. It's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if I'm so. blessed. People say I'm lucky, blessed. I'm like, yeah, man, probably. Which Even with this podcast, what you guys are doing right now is, it, it's it's an opportunity for me that I appreciate, and you're you're giving a platform to me. This is never a I don't need you, you don't need me type of thing. This is mm-hmm. just like we're having conversation. Hell yeah! I get to hear about you guys' perspectives, and you guys are interested in what I have to say, mm-hmm. and you're just like putting that energy out there. You're just like. It's all good energy. It's a fun question that I had. If there were three of you, what jobs would you <laughs> would you be doing? <laughs> I'm not gonna even take it there, but <laughs> Yo, my mind went there for a second. But... Oh Lord! Oh God! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it would be the music. It would be the the art, and then maybe like culinary. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, can you cook? I can cook a few things, and I I cook it cook them very well uh what's that like oh i cook eggs <laughs> <laughs> you know a little bit of rice aroni and a hamburger oh, helper there you no, go um no, i make this clam linguine that like a recipe that my mom passed down to me she mm-hmm. has a certain recipe for uh like teriyaki chicken which sounds mm-hmm. very basic but it's so good i can cook a lot of different types of chicken you know and uh i, I still have a lot to learn but i think my taste buds are very kind of universal. Hopefully, maybe we can see like the concept artist mixed with like, you know, chef oh, Pacha one day. <laughs> Yo, future collab. That'd be fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> Would be. Oh, hey. Yo, it's like you produce so many songs. Mm. How do you not run out of uh, ideas? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I put a bunch of my songs on a, like a playlist on mm. uh, Spotify. I've kind of made organized my discography. 
Hmm. And I, I asked that question myself. I was like, why don't these, like, they all sound kind of different, yeah. you know? I was like, oh, shit. Because there's only a limited amount of chord progressions that you can do. Yeah. I was just kind of, I don't know. I, I start from scratch a lot. You know, a lot of people make templates in their software. For sure. And I think that limits you to, you know, certain producers have a sound, which is good, but I don't think, like, eventually you're going to have to change it up. Otherwise, people are going to get, like, tired of it. So I like to just infuse what's kind of trending today and try to mm -hmm. put it, mix it with what I like. And I guess that's just every time we come out with something, that's kind of just how, how it's worked. I'm just mm -hmm. inspired by what's out there and then what what I grew up listening to. I feel like, yeah, ma making a template for yourself kind of makes it, you're going to have the same rhythm or same sort of, chord, like you said, chord progression, like each song, rather than starting from scratch. Um, are, in terms of like the music that you actually listen to, are you listening to like, are you, you know, following Spotify's playlists or mm. are you actually listening to a lot of music rather than, you know, or at the same time of you like creating it? I, I listen to a lot of, um, like Afrobeat and R&B, mm. um, playlists right now. But, um, when I'm making stuff, I try not to like go back and forth to listening to that stuff. I'll, I'll listen mm. to it mm. like on a drive or whatever. But other than that, like I'll get the vibe real quick of s some songs I like. It's usually just R and B and and uh, Afrobeat, and maybe a little bit of pop, For sure. some some rap music here and there. But I don't listen to too much rap like all the time. Mm -hmm. um, Jay doesn't really. <laughs> he, he told me he doesn't. He hadn't listened to anything new in like a year. Like, hey. oh really? Yeah, sometimes we're out of touch. I think that's also a good thing though. You don't get influenced by what's new. So you create your own lane still. So, I mean, everyone's different. And what's nice about that, if, if I don't listen to anything for a long time and uh, an artist I like come out with a new album and it's fire, and I'm just like, oh, it resets my inspiration. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, oh, I got ideas of the yin-yang, like, ready to go now, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. I didn't have five minutes ago or 30 minutes ago. Is there any, like, old music that you could think of, like, that you used to listen to or still listen to to this day? Like I would say, just like '90s music, like uh, TLC, yeah, again, uh, uh, Tupac. My mom always listened to Tupac. It's crazy. Oh, word, no. Uh, <laughs> Soul for real, like Candy okay. Rain and Aaliyah. Everything from the '90s. Oh, okay. Here's a question. I guess Kenny brought it up to mind. Your b-boy days. Uh, how'd you even get into the breaking? It was like seventh grade, and. I didn't even know anything about breakdancing really. And there's this one kid, I went to my first school dance. Okay. I had transferred from a, a, a K through eight school. I, w I did fifth and sixth grade at a, what was originally an elementary school that turned mm -hmm. middle school during my sixth grade year. So right when I was into middle school, I went there when they changed. My friend moved away to Cali and then I ended up wanting to just go to a different middle school. And there was this kid at my first, uh, school dance and he was like showing off everybody was like oh you know like yeah he's cool and i was like man i want to do that you know i want to be cool like, <laughs> that's all it was i was like man that looks cool yeah like, everybody's watching it like the whole school dance i was like mm -hmm. i need to become i need to become cool <laughs> <laughs> i mean because i was just like kind of a nerdy gamer and artist that, that's all i was when i was a kid i, I wasn't really too social back then and that helped me like really open you know, up a bit, yeah. That was like 1999-ish. Hey. And then oh. it turned into traveling all over the world and 
competing even before this all this whole music venture i was traveling with my crew like crazy that was my life oh i want to go to miami super last minute yeah. i use a guest pass my mom used to work for alaska airlines she give, give me a guest pass or whatever and there's a whole lot of that missing flights and all this crap oh wow i'm so passionate about it competing that rush to always be put in front of fear and like overcoming it every time mm-hmm. there's there's something addicting about it you're just like like being Not on sure. stage or being in front of people do you do you still get nervous going on stage Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then when I'm on there, it's like easy, easy like, money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a rough laughs> All right. One last thing, I think this is a pretty important one before we end this. What advice do you have for independent producers mm. or artists that are waiting to break through? I would say it's it's good to like copy certain styles and and get familiar with that because I did mm-hmm. that and I still do that. I try to I try to get a certain style of what I hear even today, uh, but always go for the sounds that you like and don't go for the sounds that you heard in a different song. You know, mm-hmm. you can match the tempo of the beat that you like, of the song you like, match the tempo, get some yeah. similar drums. But yeah. as far as like the, the music, the instrument choice and everything, that's what's going to make you different. You know, when whoever started doing the flute in, mm-hmm. in like those Migos type beats, you yeah, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would laugh at that back in back in the day, but yeah, like, for sure, somebody took that risk and made it work, right? Um, or even taking like beats from video games. I see a lot of people doing that now too. Yeah, like, like a Zelda Lucy stuff. Bird or, yeah. yeah, Zelda. <laughs> but you know, people are are constantly trying to to do something interesting, you know, and uh, just don't try to copy, copy. Just yeah, practice. Mm-hmm. Like try to imitate, but don't let that be your sound. And then as far as like the business side, just don't sign anything like too mm. fast for, for some quick money. Just be organized. If, it, if it's down to, it comes down to organization, stay organized and be disciplined to finish mm. things on time. When you say you're going to do it, I'm guilty of not doing that Shoot, a lot same. lately because, mm. you know, I'm letting the rest of my life kind of affect my output. But mm-hmm. if you're always like on time with stuff and you're putting out good work, People will still will want to continue to work with you and, and pass them on your along your name to other people, and that's how you get known. It's like, yep. yo, he's fast, or like, yo, mm. go to him, like he he'll whip that up real quick. People are gonna start coming to you for a certain sound. That is good advice. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cha Cha, for being a guest today. Our viewers and us learned a lot, so oh, um, yeah. thank you so much. Look out for something before summer ends. Like Hell I have yeah. stuff. I have a lot of stuff in the vault. That oh, I, I just post on my stories, but I never put out. Yeah, yeah. But there's stuff finally gonna be there. So I bet. Yay. Can't wait for that. Thank you guys for listening to In My Feels. Uh, this is Emily. I'm JRE. And I'm Cha Cha Malone. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Adios. Right, bye. <laughs>